You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday, and we're talking NBA playoffs. I'm talking NBA playoffs. It's a nice little post-game edition of the Grizzlies-Warriors game two of the Western Conference semifinals, which was played at FedEx Forum post-game show. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Celtics and the Bucks. But I'm mainly going to talk Memphis Grizzlies because I'm in Memphis and I'm from Memphis and I love the Memphis Grizzlies because I'm from Memphis. And the Memphis Grizzlies and Golden State Warriors faced off in game two of the Western Conference semifinals Tuesday night at FedEx Forum in downtown Memphis. And the Grizzlies looking to even this series up a game apiece after Golden State beat them 117 to 116 in game one at FedEx Forum on Sunday, taking home court advantage from the Memphis Grizzlies and taking a one game to nothing lead. But Memphis, Golden State meeting up in game two. And when at, at the end of the day, the Grizzlies done got them. The Grizzlies taking down Golden State 106 to 101. And when I tell y'all that Grizzlies third year all-star guard, John ja Morant went off, the, the guy who was voted most improved player this year, even though he was cold as heaven last year, Ja put on a show. First of all, before I talk about Ja's stats, this was a very entertaining game once again. The Grizzlies and Warriors are pure sports entertainment. It's been some high-level hooping going on. It's been some high-level basketball going on, even though the Warriors and their two-headed monster, the Splash Brothers, haven't really shot the basketball well. But Ja Morant has, and Ja Morant did after having 34 points and putting up almost a triple-double in game one. Ja came out in game two and scored 47 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. And Ja hit some shots that I'm telling you, he's slinkery. He's like a slinky, but he's slinkery. He hit some shots, and you'd be like, how does he hang in the air that long? How does he contort his body like that? How does he get rid of the basketball? Ja Morant really has some skills and abilities that the Most High has blessed him with that, not many people have been blessed with that. And Ja just absolutely put on a show. One time he, he, he spent Jordan Poole around, made Jordan Poole look like a DUI suspect. And Ja scored all kinds of ways you can think. Knocked down threes, driving in the bucket. Some of the, his assists were beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. 47 points, man against a Golden State Warriors team that has championship DNA. Ja put up 47 points and had FedEx form just absolutely rocking. Proving to everybody around the world that he's legit, he's serious, and the Memphis Grizzlies are, are serious. Grizzlies needed to win game two, and they won game two. The Grizzlies needed their best player to, to be the best player and play like the best player once again, and he did so. Once again, even though he didn't have much help at all. Ja was a one-man show. And no one for Golden State had an answer for him. No one for the Warriors could stop him. Not one defender was able to 
get in his grill and stay in front of him. Golden State really not going to play that physical all up in your chest, clog the lane defense that Minnesota did. They're going to play you mano y mano, Ja. And he's been making them pay. He's been making them pay. Ja single-handedly kept the Grizzlies in the game because when he wasn't scoring, he was assisting. Playing with energy, playing with attitude, doing what he does. 47 points leading us to a 106-101 win. Now, his buddy, Jaron Jackson Jr., who had an outstanding game in game, won 33 points at six threes, career high, th uh, only had 12 points and seven rebounds, and once again, he fouled out. Jaron has a tendency to get in foul trouble. He was able to stay out of foul trouble in game one, had a huge night, game two, not so much. Fouled out again. Dylan Brooks got ejected in the first quarter. A couple of minutes into the game, uh, Talk about that a little later. A hard foul he got. He put on Gary Payton II. Actually caused Gary Payton II to get hurt. Broke his elbow. Then he got ejected for that. Desmond Bain struggling. I know his back is hurting, but he has not been Desmond Bain these first two games so far against Golden State. Against Minnesota, he was shooting that block. I, I, I forget the total number of threes he shot. He hit. Uh, uh, in that series against Minnesota that the Grizzlies won four games or two, but I think it was something like 21, 27 threes or something like that. He was, he was lighting it up. But he only had five points. The Grizzlies did get 14 points from Zaire Williams off the bench. He went four of eight from three-point range. He hit some big shots. Came in, the youngster. Came up, came in and gave the Grizzlies some big numbers. Needed him to do some great things, especially not having Dylan Brooks who struggled in game one, got ejected early in this game. But thankfully, John Morant said, I got this. Whatever y'all need me to do, I got this. That's what real leaders do. John said, I got this. Now, once again, Steph Curry, the Splash Brothers, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson didn't shoot the ball well. For whatever reason, they didn't shoot the ball well. You can say it's the Grizzlies' defensive presence. You can say what the Grizzlies have been doing, but they, they get, they've been getting good looks. They just really not, haven't been falling, and I'm glad the shots haven't been falling. I'm surprised they haven't been falling. But Steph Curry finished 27, with 27 points. He won 11 to 25 from the field, 3 from 11 from three-point range, which is unlike Steph Curry. Klay Thompson didn't shoot the ball well in game one, didn't shoot the ball well in game two. 12 points, 5 of 19 field goals, 2 of 12 from three-point range. So between Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, they went 16 of 44. As a team, Golden State, because you know not only Steph and Klay, two of the best three-point shooters to ever play, Jordan Poole has elevated himself to be a great three-point shooter and a great player for them. He came up the bench and gave him 20 points. He just went one for six from three-point range. Draymond Green, six points, 10 rebounds. He got hit in the eye early on in the, in the first half. Left the court, throw the, he, he threw the double Larrys at the Grizzlies fans. The double Larrys is the double birds. Then when asked afterwards why he threw the double birds, he said, well, if the Grizzlies fans are the gun, basically they're going to be disrespectful enough and insensitive enough to boo somebody who just got hit in the eye 
and bleeding everywhere. He said they deserve to get the double birds thrown at them. He said, Draymond was like, I can pay the fine. I'll just make an appearance to make it up. Then he said, I make $25 million a year, so it ain't going to hurt me. It's not. And I ain't mad at you. But his eye does look like he's been in a boxing match. I think he got elbowed in the eye. I forgot by who. He got elbowed in the eye, and he was bleeding, and they were cheering, and he threw the double Larrys at him. And he got pissed off about that. But Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Golden State, just not a very good shooting night for them again. And you look at this, Golden State just goes seven for 38 from three-point range, 18%. I don't think I would ever look at a stat line and say, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, now with Jordan Poole, went an entire game and they just only went 18% from three-point range. It's rare you get Steph and Clay off on the same night. But once again, they were. They weren't off. Steph wasn't off, off, but they were off. Steph airs up three point, uh, uh, 11 three-pointers and just hit three of them. Clay, let's lose 12 and just hit two of them. Jordan Poole, let's lose six and only just hit one. As a team, they go 7 to 38, 18% from three-point range. The Grizzlies, on the other hand, threw up 45 threes. Go 14 to 45 from three-point range for 31%. But you look at every other key stat, pretty much, Golden State won. They, they out-rebounded the Grizzlies, 52 to 47. They had more assists than the Grizzlies, 27 to 17. They had more points in the paint than the Grizzlies, 60 to 42. They out-point-painted us by 18. And that's perplexing because Golden State playing small. But it's not perplexing because the Grizzlies – Shooting a lot of threes. Now, John drives and gets in the paint, makes all kinds of unbelievable shots, man. I mean, seriously. I'm telling you, he's slinkery. But they beating us in points in the paint. Because when Jaron is in there, he usually chilling outside the three-point from outside. But he fouled out in this game. But they beat us points in the paint. But the Grizzlies got more steals, 13 steals for us. Six for the for the Warriors. And Charles Barkley said after the game, the Grizzlies got lucky. He said they got he said, oh, he said we got we he said the Grizzlies got lucky. That's how we won this game. Not the fact that Ja went off for of 47 points. He said the Grizzlies got lucky. They were careless with the ball, turning the ball over, yada, yada, yada. But Golden State had more turnovers than the Grizzlies. Golden State had 18 turnovers, the Grizzlies had 13. It didn't make any sense what he was talking about. He said the Grizzlies are playing. This game, like it's a regular season game. What sense does that make? They being loose with the ball. Huh? The Grizzlies are playing this game like a regular season game, but they won. Ja went off for 47 points. He played the game like he played in the, in, in the regular season. Played even better. It's his second 45-point playoff game of his career. And he's a youngster. It ain't making any sense, Charles Barkley said. He didn't want to get the Grizzlies, Grizzlies any, any, any credit. He said the Grizzlies got lucky. Grizzlies won the game because got, they got lucky. Said Steph and Clay not shooting well. Why aren't they shooting well, Charles Barkley? You the analyst. 
Just don't say they ain't shooting well. I can look at the stats and say, oh, they didn't shoot well. Why? And how do we get lucky? How? When we got one of the best players in the NBA. How can you luck up and win when you literally have one of the best players in the NBA? You can't look up and win when you had a player, when you got a player like John Morant. And salute to T. T Morant. People have been criticizing T. Morant from being enjoying his son play. So he showed up at the game with a proud black father shirt on. So salute to you. Proud black father. Salute my 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 guy. Salute to you. And on the night you had proud black father shirt on, your, your son said, yep, I'm, I'm proud of you too, Pops. Check out me put up this 47 piece. Check out me grab eight boards. Check out me throw out eight assists. Thank you, Pops, for the love and support you show. Appreciate you. Appreciate your Grizz Nation. Now, Golden State is good, but they just don't have an answer for John Moran. They, they don't. They don't. 34 points in game one, 47 points in game two. So let's do the math. Two games, 47 plus 34, that's, that's 91 points. 81 points. I'm sorry, 81 points. In two games. Wow. And the Grizzlies get the win. Now they go to Golden State for game three, which is Saturday in San Francisco. But the Grizzlies needed to win this game, man. They could not go down 0-2, 0-2. And they did not go down 0-2. John Morant was not going to let them go down 0-2. Game one, he missed that last second layup. They could have given us the lead, won the game. He hit big shots in game two. Several of them, big clutch shots. He hit one shot that's just, man, just hanging and contorting and almost back down on the ground able to hang a little longer to let the ball go off the glass. I mean, just come on, man. Young, the young Royal is unreal. Now, going back to Dylan Brooks' ejection. War is in fast break. Gary Payton the second, which his dad, Gary Payton, NBA legend. Gary Payton the second going up for a shot. Dylan Brooks trying to foul him hard, but he comes across early in the game. Swings while as Gary Payton is in the air, misses the ball, hits him upside, hit him upside the head, made him get off balance. Gary Payton, the second, lands off balance, breaks his elbow, which I hate it because Gary Payton, the second, has been toiling and struggling and persevering to get himself to the NBA. And it's like he's finally found a spot and a place. And he's taking advantage of his opportunity. So I hate to see him get hurt. I, see, I hate to see any of them get hurt. Hate to see him get hurt, especially a young royal like himself who's been fighting and struggling to get there. Not just living off his dad's name, just being tough because he's a tough young man. But Dylan Brooks fouled him on the fast break. He falls, ends up breaking his elbow. But before he went out of the game, he shot his free throws. Missed one, hit one with a broken elbow. So that shows you how tough he is. But I hate that. But after the game, Steve Kerr says Dylan Brooks broke, broke the code. Said he broke the code. Basically implied, I mean, he broke the code by, you know, 
you don't hit a you don't you don't intentionally try to hurt an NBA player and you don't hit them like that while they're in fast breaking, you know, in the air like that. But I think Dylan was really trying to swing for the basketball and hit him in the head. Now, Steve Kerr said he broke the code, implying that Dylan Brooks intentionally hurt him. I don't think Dylan Brooks intentionally hurt him. Dylan Brooks take, play, plays tough. But I don't think Dylan Brooks is a dirty player. He's a tough player. But I don't think Dylan Brooks intentionally hurt this young man. I really don't. And I, I, I know he didn't intentionally hurt him. I don't think he's that kind of player. I don't think he's that kind of man to intentionally hurt another basketball player. It's unfortunate. I know he was trying to foul him hard. They gave him a flagrant two and ejected him, which I can understand that because it was, it was, it was harsh. But I don't think Dylan tried to hurt him. Now, watching inside the NBA after the game, like I do, Ernie Johnson asking them, do they, you know, ask Shaq, do, do they think he broke the code? Shaq not answering. Yes and no. No, it's yes and no. Yes, because he, he hit him hard, but no, because I don't think he did it on purpose. Well, if he didn't do it on purpose, he didn't break the code because he didn't do it on purpose. So, you know, Steve, I mean, Charles Barkley, like, no, you know, he, um, he said he don't think he Dylan broke the code. Just a hard foul and, 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 and an unfortunate thing happened. Kenny Smith said, yeah, he broke the code because I think he said lack of experience, not really knowing how to foul. But I hate that for Gary Payton II. Broken elbow, so, but who knows, you know. But Steve Kerr has some harsh things to say about Dylan Brooks, you know. When we know his player, Draymond, the things that Draymond has done over the years. So he really shouldn't talk. But I, I think he's trying to set it up for, 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 you know, maybe get him suspended for the next game or they already get all kinds of calls anyway. But the Grizzlies winning when they needed to win. Game two, 106-101. If John Moran hasn't made a believer out of people out there yet, man, y'all just don't want to believe. Y'all don't. Because the show he put on and the way that young man plays. And once he gets a consistent three-point shot, oh, my gosh. Y'all better hope he don't do that. Y'all better hope he's like, I can get to the rack anytime I want to, so I ain't going to wor worry about my jump shot. But I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to try to evolve his game and progress his game every year. Because once he get a step back three or a, a, a three, and he consistently knock it down, Man, NBA, your world, y'all better look out. But salute to John Morant. Salute to the Grizzlies. And we got to figure out what's wrong with Desmond Bain because, you know, he's truly, he's five points this, this game. Game one, he was either nine points or eight points. I know he and Dylan, one of them had nine, other one had eight. But Zaire Williams comes off the bench and gives the Grizzlies 14 points. Like I said, those four, those four threes that hit were huge. Stephen Clay struggling. Jordan Poole, 20, he struggled. Andrew Wiggins played a good game for Golden State. But it wasn't good or enough. The Grizzlies get the dub, 106-101.
Now their series tied at one game apiece. Other NBA game that was that was played, the Boston Celtics tried to tie their tie their series up with the Milwaukee Bucks after the Milwaukee Bucks beat bucked them up in game one. And the Celtics bucked the Bucks up in game two. They just blew them out. 109-86. 109-86. And they came out and took control of the ball. Other other ball game. Jalen Brown didn't shoot well in game one, game two. He said, I, I got something for you. 25 points in the first half. Ended with 30 points. His guy, Jason Tatum, 29 points for him. 10 of 20 from the field. 5 of 10 from three-point range for Jason Tatum. Grant Williams, the Tennessee ball, c- comes off the bench, scores 21 points. And the Bucs got shown by Boston that, hey, it's a reason y'all not dang it lucky in game one. But Boston wanted to show them, no, bro, this ain't going, this ain't finna go like it went Sunday. This ain't that day. And I would have been surprised if Boston didn't come out and respond the way they did. And they did. Responded the way you would expect them to respond. Emmanuel Doku, their their head coach, brother had them ready to play. Made some adjustments. They came out more focused. Came out more determined. Came out hungry. And they ate some deer meat. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Unto the Kumpo missed to do everything. Had 28 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. That line looks good, but he only shot 11 for 27. He didn't even shoot well in that first game when he had a triple-double. Didn't shoot well in this game, but it's still hard to get it. And when Axe, he said, hey, Boston being physical with him. Trying to deny and defend. Trying to be physical with him. And they were physical with him. They was physical with the entire Milwaukee team. But that's the way Boston likes to play. Tough physical basketball. Then they got some offensive weapons that they, they can beat you. They can get you. And that's exactly what happened. Milwaukee got another good game from that point guard, Drew Holiday, 19.7 assists. But it was just Boston just being active. They played without Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. He didn't even play. Think he had a thigh bruise or something. So he was ruled out of the game. But Celtics didn't need him in game two. Celtics, 24 points off of 16 Milwaukee turnovers. That's making it happen. That's still in the rock, then making it count on the other end. You can get a steal, but sometimes that'd be empty steals because you get an empty possession after the steal. Boston wasn't doing that. Just think they got 16 turnovers, 24 points off 16 turnovers. So this, just say you get 16 point, you get 16 turnovers and you get a two-pointer off each turnover. That would be 32 points. So Boston was making those turnovers count. They were not only getting the turnovers, but they were turning those turnovers into points. And they were 20 of 43 from three-point rounds. So they came in, dialed in, hooped in, and ready to play, and they played. Now that series tied a game apiece. But Milwaukee still stole home court advantage from them. But as I said, I expected Boston to play that way. Milwaukee defending NBA champions. And they still playing without one of their best players, their second best player, Chris Middleton. He's been out. I think hurting MCL. So Giannis having he, he hasn't had to do it by himself, but missing Chris Middleton is 
detrimental to them. But the series go on. The games go on. And Boston said, Milwaukee, go on back to the crib. We'll see you there. We'll meet you there. So that game also set for Saturday. So it's interesting to see how things go. go. But once again, the Memphis Grizzlies taking care of the Golden State Warriors, 106 to 101. Ja Morant, 47 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Grizzlies might well go and get that man $50 million a year right now. Yeah. Got to hold on to him, man. Grizzlies got a bona fide superstar for the first time ever. Bona fide superstar. Grizzlies had never really had a star play for, for them. Like they, they, the, the Grizzlies, period, they have personalities and stars in Memphis. But a bona fide superstar, like around the world, John Moran has the potential to be an international superstar because he has that kind of ability and he has that kind of personality and he has that kind of charisma. If he molds it the correct way and uses it the correct way, oh, yeah, man. Grace has got a bona fide superstar. And I'm glad we do. Hope that young man be around a long time. But we need Jaron Jackson Jr. The Grizzlies got to have Jaron Jackson Jr. You got to stay out of five. I mean, he he just tends to attract fouls. I, I don't, you know, some people just attract fouls. He's a magnet for fouls. It, it just happens that way. So, but we'll see what happens with Dylan Brooks. Once again, Gary Payton the second, man. I hope you'll be okay. I'm glad that's all it is. It's a broken elbow. It could have been worse. But the Grizzlies, 106, Golden State Warriors, one-on-one. John Morant getting his jaw on. Now this series tied at one game apiece. Game three, we'll see you in San Francisco. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce. He's absent. And Doc Holliday. Thank you all for listening. I'm out.